This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast brought to you by the Engineering Management Institute, where we focus on helping engineers and technical professionals become effective managers and powerful leaders. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and I want to welcome you to the show for engineers and technical professionals who want to succeed in both work and life. All right, in today's episode, I'm talking with Jen Bunk. Jen Bunk helps tech managers build thriving teams, and I'll introduce her in a moment, but it was a good episode. We talked about leadership, and Jen talked a little bit about you know what it really takes to be a leader, how you have to commit to leadership and put some serious effort into it. She also touched on communicating value a little bit on coaching. And in the Take Action Today segment at the end of the show, she recommends one thing that you should immediately invest in. But before I jump into the interview with Jen, I do want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. Stick around later on in this podcast for my essential career advancement tips. I'll be sharing info on where to find practical advice and the best resources for your licensure exam, including an exclusive 20% discount Available only to our listeners, thanks to our sponsor, PPI. You won't want to miss it. I also just want to briefly remind you that we run an online course called the Engineering Management Accelerator Workshop. It's kind of meant to do exactly what it says. It's meant to accelerate your engineering management growth and skill sets. It's pretty intense. It's over five weeks. It's online, so you don't have to leave your office. And it will take about two to three hours a week of work, but it will change the game for you in your career. If you are a corporate training professional or HR professional or executive, you can enroll a team of your engineers into the program or engineering professionals. We've had surveyors, geologists, scientists, architects go through the program as well. If you're an individual, you can sign up yourself. We have an individual professional track or professional plus track. And essentially the skills you're going to learn during this course are you're going to learn how to communicate more effectively, including your public speaking skills, how to build expertise which is very important in our industry, building that credibility up, how to be more productive and manage your time more efficiently, and how to just be a better overall manager and leader using what I like to call high leverage management skills. You could check the course out at engineer2manager.com. That's engineer2manager.com. Our next live course starts June 1st. All right, now I'd like to tell you a little bit more about our guest today, Jen Bunk, before we dive into the conversation with her. As I said earlier, Jen Bunk helps tech managers build thriving, high-performing teams so that they can advance in their careers. She's the architect of the people stack, the network of people, places, and things that help tech managers build better teams so their teams build better tools so those tools build a better world. Jen geeks out about the intersection of people, work, and tech, which you'll hear in her interview. She's a wife, mother, and dedicated lifetime scholar, and every day she's striving to balance it all, I think like many of you out there as well. I want to give you a quote to take us into this episode like I always do, and because we talked a little bit about coaching, we talked a little bit about leadership, I found this great quote from Tom Landry, and it goes as follows. Really, coaching is simplicity. It's getting players to play better than they think that they can. All right, now I'm excited to welcome Jen Bunk, founder of Jen Bunk Ventures and architect of the People Stack. Jen, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. 
Thanks so much, Anthony. I'm excited to be here. So Jen, I introduced you briefly to listeners, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Okay, I will give the semi-quick version of that. Uh, So I am a career coach for tech managers. So specifically for folks who are who might have job titles like IT manager, software engineering manager, maybe director or manager of data analytics. Sometimes it's directors, sometimes it's VPs, managers, really folks who are squarely in the middle management space. So not the individual contributors, not the folks at the C-level. So that's essentially what I do. Um, I help them upgrade their teams, their careers, their paychecks and their lives. And the way that I kind of got here, um, quickie background, is my training, my academic training is in IO psychology. So I have a PhD in IO psychology. I got my PhD in 2006 from UConn, go Huskies. And then after that, I did what most people do after they get their PhD, which is I became an academic. I was a college professor for about 10 years. But in those last few years, I basically realized that I wanted to move on. I loved being a college professor, doing research, mentoring, teaching, building online courses, being involved in lots of different technical kinds of projects. I decided I was just ready to move on. And so that's when, in those last few years, I transitioned to starting my own business. And that's when Gen Bunk Ventures was formed. And I named the business after my name because naming is hard. And I just <laughs> used my name to start with. And then along the way, that's when the People Stack was born. Basically, the idea of helping tech managers and everyone in tech really to build a better people stack because the tech is important. The tech stack is important. Absolutely. But it's really the people who make the difference. And yeah, so that's basically how I got to where I am today. That last point that you made, and I love the concept and the name of people stack and helping people with people because I did an interview not too long ago with someone where we talked a lot about leadership and he kept repeating leadership is people, leadership is people and really resonated with me. And I want to start there and talk a little bit about leadership and the mindset of a leader. You help a lot of these tech managers, which I'm sure you're talking to them a lot about leadership or helping them develop their leadership abilities. Can you offer some thoughts on that leadership mindset? Yeah, sure. The thing that's most top of mind for me related to that topic is I was just talking to a couple of my clients yesterday. And they brought up the idea that I don't really identify as a leader, that these were folks who were kind of earlier in their careers, but I've even recognized other people even later in their careers, you know, oh yeah, I guess I'm a leader. You're a VP of engineering. Yeah, you're a leader. And so it's this idea that, you know, I'm not really sure what leadership is. And maybe sometimes people believe that leaders are born and not made. And I think that's just absolutely BS, that it's, you know, leadership is a skill and it's absolutely a skill that you can learn. Teachable and with support, you could get there even faster. So, I think that's really a huge mindset shift that a lot of my clients make along the way is that, hey, I am a leader and I can do this. It's just a matter of just like learning any other skill, like riding a bike or, you know, doing a 200 pound deadlift or whatever it is, that you build that muscle. And a leadership muscle is absolutely something that you can get trained in how to build. Yeah, I would agree. Just like public speaking, I think it's the same thing. A lot of times people think you're born with it or you're not. And I know for a fact from my own experience with public speaking that I was awful and I was able to develop those skills. And when I researched that, I found that to be the same. And I think leadership is the same. It doesn't mean that maybe some people might have it a little bit easier in the beginning because they might have some tendencies or skill sets that help them to be better in the beginning, but it doesn't mean that you can't develop them. And I would think, Jen, just 
based on what you just said and talking to a lot of your uh, the people that you help, that it would really be a function of kind of like habit and like you need to start to convince yourself of that, that you could be a leader, that it's not something that you either are or you aren't. It all starts with beliefs. It all starts with you. It starts with what do I believe I can do and what are those habits that I'm putting into place on a daily basis to remind myself that, yes, I can do this. Possibly on a tangent, but you know, when I think about habits and really thinking about like developing that mindset that's going to get you there, um, things like mind practicing mindfulness, practicing meditation is, you know, if I could require all of my clients to do it, I would, but it, it can't be a should kind of thing. You know, it can't be like, oh, gently to do it, so I should do this. You know, where it's really like a lot of people get there where it's, okay, what mindfulness kinds of practices, what can I do to just get back to that positive mindset of I'm confident, yes, I can do this, I can stay focused. So it is about that habit, that, um, that discipline, that discipline of doing the same things every single day so that you can get where you want to go. Of course, one challenge is understanding or believing that you could be a leader for those that don't believe that. But for those that do believe that or for those that have overcome that and they start to become managers and leaders in the tech space, is there some patterns or some challenges that you see often amongst your clients or the people that you work with that tend to to be common? Yeah, the one pattern that I definitely notice is essentially seeing folks who are kind of battlefield promoted into manager positions where they were really think they wanted to be a manager, but it was they showed some good quote unquote people skills as an individual contributor, as a developer, or you know, as someone on the data analytics team. And then it's like, hey, you're management material. Let's go do this. Okay, cool. I'll do it. And then it's like, oh, wow, this is a completely different job. How do I do this? And then they sort of realize, wow, I really know nothing about what it takes to be a leader and what that job looks like because I spent most of my career in the weeds and with the code or with the data or whatever we're talking about at the individual contributor level. So that's definitely one of the patterns is, oh, wow, I find myself in this leadership position. What do I do? One of the other patterns is essentially wanting to move up wanting to say, get a promotion. Like, hey, maybe you were a battlefield promoted to manager and you realize, hey, this is really cool. And you see your boss, who's like maybe the director or the VP, and you're like, hey, I want to do that someday. That's really cool. But then just kind of getting stuck and not kind of knowing how to navigate your career and not knowing about self-promotion or really communicating your value to kind of get up to that level. So those are two of the, the patterns that I've noticed. First one, we refer to it a lot of the times as going from engineer to manager with some of the people that we work with from the doing or working in the projects to on the projects. And that seems to be a challenge for sure. And then that second one is interesting. You know, you know where you want to go. You have a struggle on knowing how to get there, maybe what steps you need to take or taking those next steps. And one of them you mentioned is I think one we should explore a little bit more is self-promotion. That's something that you'll hear a lot of times people saying that you need to promote yourself, you need to get out there in your career. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So the way that I refer to it is essentially as evangelizing your excellence. It's essentially self-promotion on steroids. That really what this is about isn't just about like, okay, this is what I can do and this is the value I can add in communicating that. It's essentially 
what is my zone of excellence? What is it that I do really well? And then also thinking about your team as well. So this isn't just about evangelizing your own excellence. It's about evangelizing the excellence of your team. How are we winning? How are we awesome? And that really it's an all seasons game that it's not like, oh, wow, yeah, I want a promotion. So therefore I better start thinking about self-promotion. I better start thinking about evangelizing. That this is something that really is an everyday kind of thing. And people often don't realize that either because maybe they're not comfortable with it or they don't realize that that's how the quote unquote game is played on that kind of constantly communicating those wins, whether they're your wins or your team's wins or other people's wins, that that's just really key in terms of showing, hey, here's the value that we're collectively adding. So that's how I would begin to talk about that. <laughs> I, can talk, I can go off on other tangents. You could let me know. That's a good way to start on it because I see this as also a challenge in some ways in that it's a little bit of a balance in that to be a good leader, you obviously don't want to, we're not saying to walk around and brag about yourself all the time, but I think Jen put it in a good way. It's all about communicating the value that you and your team are bringing to the table because if you don't communicate that value, then whether it's your supervisor or your clients or whoever you're trying to impress or whoever you want to become a client or whoever's going to help you get that promotion, they're not going to necessarily understand that value because they're busy and they have a lot of stuff going on and you need to try to stand out. And so that's kind of a good way to put it, right, Jen? Yeah, absolutely. We're not talking about bragging here. Although one of the things, as a quick side note, one of the things that I encourage all of my clients to do is what I call a brag book. And this is just for you. It's a form of journaling. Uh, so if you're already journaling, it's a way to kind of kick it up a notch where basically you're bragging about yourself to yourself. Like, hey, this is my win. This is my celebration. But I think that bragging kind of gets a bad rep. Where it's like, I don't want to come off as slimy. I don't want to come off as a slimy cigar salesman. You know, this is absolutely not what we're talking about. That it's like, hey, when you can communicate it in a way that's out of integrity, obviously, but also in an authentic way that's true to your voice. And also with data, right? Bringing the data, bringing the metrics that here's the evidence that I have that we're winning. Then it just becomes so much easier and almost a natural kind of thing to do. So that's kind of the progression where it's like, oh, this is icky, slimy. I don't want to do this. Let me do this. I can figure out how to make my own voice in here, put my own voice in here. And then, oh, wow, actually, this is kind of fun even. It's like, yes, absolutely. Self-promotion can be fun. And that's kind of the progression that I often see that, that working as. Yeah. And I also think along those lines in that when you're having these conversations with people, whether it's clients or supervisor or your team members, and when you're talking about self-promotion, if you give something to a client, let's say, and say, we either design this system for you or this project for you or the site for you, whatever your discipline is, and we did X, Y, and Z to make it easier for you and to make it easier for your audience or your customers or whatever the case may be, Again, speaking like in the benefits of what you're doing and the value that you brought to the table, as opposed to just saying, we're as per our proposal, we're delivering these deliverables to you. Thinking about that communication is important. Yep. The communication of value. What value am I adding? What value are we adding together? What value will we continue to add? What value can I help you add? We're in this together. This is not a, you know, we're not adversaries here. It's not about adversarial relationships. It's about collaborating and really creating real connections. Exactly. And just for an example, if I'm going to put like a short video up on LinkedIn, because maybe I want to let people know about like a new course I'm doing, what I try to do is give a real good like leadership tip, let's say, and that'll be how I'll like title it. And that'll be exactly what I start off with. And then at the end, I might mention the course. Again, I want to give value to people up front. 
And then they might think about either using some of our services or products or maybe not. But the point is, is if you're continually giving people value, they're going to associate you with value and that's going to help you as a manager and as a leader. Absolutely. What we're talking about here is marketing. Make no mistake about it, that really it's marketing. And that's the central piece of content marketing is I'm putting some valuable content out there. And if you find that valuable, let's talk. And that's it's the same kinds of strategies and the same really the overarching tactics apply when we're talking about self-promotion, whether you want to get raise or a promotion or really just want to make sure that folks know how awesome your team is. The same kind of rules apply as it would for a small business owner who is marketing his or her products or services. All right. So we've talked about leadership mindset. We've talked about self-promotion being an important part of advancing in your career and becoming that leader that people want to be around. Let's talk a little bit about coaching. We're both coaches and I think it's still, we're still in the days that a lot of people, well, coaching has become a little bit more known, a little bit more popular. I still think it's, especially in the engineering world, from my experience, it's still something that people aren't terribly familiar with as far as executive coaching or finding a coach to help you still think of it as a sports coach or an athletic coach or something like that. So talk a little bit about coaching and how powerful it can be for someone who wants to become a successful leader in their career. It's so powerful. I mean, and the reason that I know this is that like, look, I've invested in coaching myself um, in terms of, you know, building my own business and marketing coaching and sales coaching and mindset coaching and leadership coaching myself. And so I've seen the benefits. So I've got to learn from my coaches in such a wonderful way. So I guess a couple of points. So number one, that when I take a look at the people who I most admire, the folks who I really, that I look at and say, wow, that person is just such a wonderful leader. And then I find out later, yeah, yeah, I have an executive coach. You know, they do, right? <laughs> and they say, yeah, you know, I got there because my coach told me to do that. You know, whether it's like somebody who I just might meet randomly or like somebody at a conference who just gives this awesome talk about, you know, leadership or whatever the topic might be. And you know, they make the offhand comment and, oh yeah, my coach encouraged me to do that. That's definitely one of the key similarities that I see among all the people who I admire is that they have some sort of coach, whether it's formally, you know, where it was like a formal relationship where they invested in themselves and paid that coach to help him or her, or whether it was through more informal mentoring, like there was somebody that I learned from. That's like number one, when I look at all of the top leaders that they all have coaches in some form or another. And then number two, it's not about giving up. I think a lot of people look at it like, oh, well, but I don't want to give up. I, you know, it's, it's like, isn't admitting that I'm a failure by getting a coach? I'm like, well, no, <laughs> it's actually the opposite, that you're succeeding and you want to do more, right? What's next? How do we dial it in even more? And that's what a coach can help you do in, without getting, quote unquote, hurt. And they can help you fast track it without getting hurt. So this is where I like the fitness coach metaphor, because that's what a lot of people are, are familiar with. So let's say, you know, I'll use the 200 pound deadlift thing again. I think I used that example before. Let's say my goal is to learn how to lift, shift to deadlift 200 pounds. Well, okay, that's over my body weight. So I'm not just going to go and do that. I would get hurt. But if I hire a fitness coach, that person can help me build the muscles, build the strength, get the form, dial it in so that I can do that eventually. And there's no way that I would be able to do that by myself. It's really not a matter of giving up. It's a matter of getting further. And you take a look around you, probably a lot of the people who you look up to have coaches in some form or another. That is from my perspective, and I agree with pretty much everything you just said. And the one thing that really stands out is that I think a lot of times people think they need a coach when they have a problem. 
like you said, either they feel like they're giving up if they hire a coach or they have a problem that's too big for them to overcome themselves and they need help overcoming it. And really the opposite is true. You can have a coach when you're doing great and you can do even better and it'll help you to continue to sustain your success. And if you do look at it from a sports perspective, you can look at some of the greatest teams that have been out there ever, like some of those Yankee teams in the 90s. They had so many all-stars, but they had Joe Torre to keep them together. You had the Bulls that won all the championships. They had Phil Jackson. Even though they had Michael Jordan, even Michael Jordan has said many times, you needed the coach to keep all these players on pace moving towards the goal. So you can think of it in that way as well. But I can tell you right now, just from my own perspective as well, when I started this company, the engineering career coach company a while ago, I had gotten some spot coaching, but I hadn't really had a dedicated coach. And once I did get one a little over a year ago now, the whole company has completely turned around. We've gotten more into engineering management training and because we got more focused on our goals and the whole company has been extremely more successful, which is interesting because that's what we're always preaching about is coaching. And we needed to kind of really get dedicated on that ourselves. And so I want everyone just to think about that and think about how you can get help and how you can see coaching and guidance in your career. All right. So with that, let me just summarize up some of the points we talked about. And then Jen's going to stick with us for our take action today segment at the end of the show where we wrap this up. But we talked about leadership, the mindset, really, this mindset that you have the abilities inside of you to become a leader. You have to choose to do it and choose to develop them. And that's a huge step in becoming a successful leader in your career and really and beyond. We talked about self-promotion and how communicating your value to people is a big part of becoming a leader or progressing in your career. Because if people don't know the value that you, your team, your company offers, then they're not going to necessarily be interested in working with you or hiring you or whatever the case may be. And lastly, we talked about coaching and the importance of how coaching can really help you pull all these things together and have a plan for yourself and then execute on that to become a successful leader. All right. So Jen, you're going to stick with us here for our our last segment and we're going to help everyone kind of take some of these action items and implement it. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show where our guest, Jen Bunk, is going to give you some parting wisdom, specifically something that you should consider investing in. But before I do that, I do want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for this episode, PPI. Engineering career advancement starts with licensure. The best place to gather info on licensure and pick from multiple review options is ppi2pass.com. PPI has helped over 4 million engineers pass their licensure exam and become leaders in their fields. Best of all, they have new digital options for exam review that make preparing easier and more exam-like than ever. Visit ppi2pass.com to learn how you can start preparing for your exam right away and take one step closer to career advancement. That's ppi2pass.com. I also have a 20% off promo code available to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code TECH8 on PPI's website for an exclusive 20% discount. Again, that's promo code TECH, T-E-C-C, the number eight. All right, we're back here with Jen Bunk, founder of Jen Bunk Ventures and architect of the People Stack. Jen helps tech professionals become leaders. And we talked a lot about that in the main segment about developing your leadership skills. We want to wrap it up though in our Take Action Today segment and give you one thing that you can do immediately to start to see some shifts and positive growth in your career. Jen, what would you like to offer to our audience? Here's your action item. Invest in mentoring. So invest time, 
invest money, invest both in getting yourself a mentor. And if you already have a mentor, build a network of mentors. You know, one mentor is often not enough to help you get where you want to go in your career, in life. So maybe that takes the form of hiring a professional coach, a career coach, leadership coach. Maybe it just takes the form of thinking of that one person who you really admire, who you know a little bit, and you see, and you approach them and say, hey, I'd love for you to be my mentor. And here's what it's going to look like. Let's go out for coffee once a month uh, for an hour. And I'd love to pick your brain about X, Y, Z. So that would be my action item. If it's one thing that if you're not already doing it, or even if you are, you know, kicking it up a notch is to really and truly invest your time, your money and other resources investing in mentoring. So Jen, we talked about coaching before. Now you're talking about mentoring. Can you talk about, is there a difference or are they the same? Can you talk about that a little bit? Ask 10 people, you're going to get 10 different answers. The way that I see it is essentially like I see mentoring as kind of the larger umbrella and then coaching would fall kind of underneath that as a kind of mentoring versus other kinds of mentoring might just be like more informal mentoring where, like I was saying, you know, you meet for coffee once in a month with somebody who you really admire. That's kind of the way that I see it is that a mentor is someone who helps you get where you want to go and connects you with a powerful group of people and holds you accountable for all of your, you know, for the goals that you set for yourself. And so that can take the form of a professional coach, or again, it could take the form of someone who you just really admire, who's willing to help you get there. Jen, thank you so much for taking some time with us today. I think Jen hit on a lot of really great points and she wrapped it up there with an awesome one, which is go find a mentor of any kind, whether it's a volunteer that someone in your industry that you met through an association or through a group or through some kind of volunteer work and just seek guidance because no matter how good you think you are at something or how bad you think you are at something, you can always find someone to help you improve and get better. And that's what I really love about being in this space. So Jen, before we let you go, maybe you could just take a minute and tell our listeners a little bit more about the people stack and where they can learn about it and find you. The best place to go is just jenbunk.com, J-E-N-B-U-N-K.com. Links to all the things are there, um, including information about the People Stack stuff. You could join my Facebook group. There's information about my podcast and all the other things. Follow me on Twitter. I'm Jay Bunky, J-B-U-N-K-Y. But yeah, if you just go to jenbunk.com, you'll get access to all of the resources I have to share. Jen, thanks again for spending some time with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it was great talking with you, Anthony Singh. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Jen Bunk as much as I did. I thought she gave us some really, really valuable tips there, especially that point on really committing to being a leader. It's not something that, in my opinion, you are born with or not. I know that some people might exhibit better leadership abilities than others, but believe me, you can develop leadership abilities, but you do have to make a commitment, as Jen said. And if you're interested in that, don't forget to check out our Engineering Management Accelerator Workshop. We've got about a month to go until our June session begins, and it's a great way to really improve your management skills, including your communication skills, your ability to speak and present in public, your productivity and time management, give you some great strategies for building expertise in your field, and really diving into how to leverage your time and use high leverage management and leadership skills. It's a really great course. We've had great feedback on it. A corporate team can enroll or you as an individual can enroll and there's pointed assignments for each session to help you transfer what you've learned back to the job. You could check it out at engineer2manager.com. That's engineer2manager.com. Please give it a shot. I promise you it'll help you in your career and you could check right out on the website what all the engineers have said that have gone through the course. 
All right. We'd love to hear your feedback, comments, or questions about this episode. Go to engineeringmanagementinstitute.org forward slash people stack. That's all lowercase, no spaces, people stack, where you will find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. You can leave a question in the comments section. We monitor all comments and will respond if you leave us one. And don't forget to check our upcoming live webinar this month at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and will help you engineer your own success.